come and marvel of the wonder of it all and humbly bow ourselves and worship at the manger, but we don't, we don't stay there. The baby Jesus grew to be a toddler, and then before you, you knew it, Jesus was three years old. I'm sure Mary and Joseph said the same things that we as parents say. It was just yesterday. He was three years old. She was three years old, then five years old, and seven years old, ten, ten years old, Jesus. The Bible says that he grew in stature, in wisdom, and listen, in the favor of man. You know what that means? One of the things that that means is that Jesus was a likable kid, just like when you were 10 years old, right? You were, you were that likable kid. And in the fullness of time, just like in his birth, in Galatians it says, in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son born under the law so that he could, he could redeem us from the power of sin. And just like in the, the fullness of time, he was born in the fullness of time, he began his public ministry, and that began at his baptism, at his water baptism. Jesus shows up, and John the Baptist is baptizing people. And he would say to them, this is a baptism of repentance for sins. And they would go into the water and be baptized. And Jesus was the sinless son of God, the pure one, who never had committed a sin. John says, you shouldn't be baptized by me, but to fulfill all righteousness, Jesus identifies with sinners. And he says yes. And he goes into the dirty water, the Jordan River, and there he is immersed totally. John dunks him in the, 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 the Jordan River. He, he comes up out of the water. The, a dove descends on him. And you hear the voice of the Father saying, this is my beloved Son. I am I'm well pleased with him. And in the fullness of time, boom, it's this public beginning of his ministry. Jesus begins this ministry. He shows up the next day. Same place, John's baptizing sinners. John points to Jesus and he says, Behold, for a second time, the Lamb of God, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And then Jesus begins to build his team. One of the first things he says, John chapter 1, verse 36 after John said, look, the, the Lamb of God, when the two disciples heard him say this, the, these were John's disciples. They followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, what do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Here's what Jesus said, come. Come, and you will see. Come and see. 
That's our Christmas theme this year. We have these, these, these great invites, just simple invites, and we, we want you to, to grab just a few of these and just hand them out. There's people who, you know, during this time of the year will go to a service and hear about the gospel of, of Jesus Christ and come and see. It just says Christmas Eve here at Gateway Church, the times, and we do have the yard signs. And I want everyone to take a yard sign home today. As Pastor Joel said, it can't get any easier now with the snow. Just put it right in your yard. Come and see. We preach Jesus. The message of the cross. The forgiveness and the hope that he and he alone offers. And so it's a a theme. It's based on, on the invitations that Jesus gives. And it begins with that simple phrase, come and see. But he he always moves deeper, doesn't he? He always goes deeper from come and see. And that's the point where you investigate. Jesus was saying, come and hang out with me for a while. Watch me. Ask some questions. My son, Stefan's home from from college at, at Crown, and uh, he hangs out with, with Elliot Peterson. I don't know if Elliot's here today. Can I see a hand if he is? Many of you know Elliot. He's a young person here at, at Gateway Church, and he heard the, the invitation, come and see, and it was an invitation that, that we give as followers of Jesus Christ. Jesse Wagner, who's serving now with Envision in Taiwan, he simply said to this young, this young man, Elliot Peterson, who was a teenager at the time, who was in the party scene, he wouldn't mind that I would say that because he was talking to my son, Steph, and he shared this story he wasn't a Christian, he wasn't a follower of, of Christ, had maybe heard about Jesus. But Jesse Wagner loved this young man and basically said to Jesse Wagner, come and see, come to youth group. Hear about Jesus. Jesse Wagner comes, listens, investigates, asks questions. You know, you know this Elliot, I mean, he's got a ton of questions and he was saying, what is this about what is going on with, with the life of the spirit that I see. Obviously, he didn't use that terminology at the time, but he was seeing some things that he liked. In a hopeless situation, he was, he was experiencing hope that many kids had. You know, it's called into the ministry. He's got a strong call of God on his life. And it started with a simple invitation that someone gave to him, Elliot, 
Just come and see. Investigate. Ask questions. And he gets saved, gets baptized, goes to Sulaimania, Iraq. It's at Bible college. Learning, growing. And it started with a simple invitation that someone gave. Who's the Lord laying on your heart to invite? And then Jesus just keeps moving. Now come and follow me. Come and follow me. He goes back and he sees a couple of these fishermen. And he says, you came and saw. You asked questions. Now I'm asking you to follow me. And what do they do? They left their nets. And he said, you're going to fish for people from now on. And he took it one step further. Come and be with me. Jesus said things like, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow me. Anyone who loves their father or mother or son or daughter or anyone or anything is not worthy of me. Talk about going deep. The call is always to go deeper in commitment. And his message today then, as we face the cold and head home, is the same invitation. No matter if you're on the edge of the shoreline or out in the middle of the lake, Jesus is calling you to go deeper, deeper in him, deeper with him. He calls us to the deep end of the pool, doesn't he? Not the shallow. Shallow is no go with Jesus. Starts with come and see, but he just keeps moving. Deeper and deeper and deeper. How many here taught yourself to swim? Is there anybody here? A few of you? I don't see any hands. Well, a couple of hands. I taught my, myself how to swim. Or I should say, we, my best friend and I, we taught each other how to swim. And I'm sure that there were classes and things like that, but our our parents just, you know, it just didn't work out. They were kind of, they had a lot of things going and trying to raise kids pretty much by themselves. And we didn't go to the class. There, we didn't have anyone to teach us how to swim. Kevin and I, it's like, okay, if we're going to learn how to swim, we're going to have to learn on our own. No YouTube videos to watch. Couldn't pop, you know, couldn't, you know, put on the screen. How to swim, learning how to swim. It's like we went to a man-made lake just outside of town, Wiley Park, probably three times the size of this auditorium. And we just jumped in. 
We, we waited, you know, as far as you could. You know, and you'd bob up and down. You know the bobber kind of where it, the water's higher than your, your forehead or your, your eyes, and you just kind of bob up and down and just get a breath. Just get a breath. Make sure you don't go any further. And so it's like, okay, Kevin, let's do it. You know, we would just flail our arms like this, kick our legs, make all this movement. And I say, how far did it go? I just figured, you know, I just went, you know, at least 20 feet. I mean, all of that exercise, movement. He'd say, three inches. <laughs> I'm just tired. So it's like, so tired, exhausted. I'd say, okay, it's your turn. And I mean, he would just, all his energy. Six inches. He always beat me. And then we would head back. And for, you know, hours, we'd try to teach ourselves how to swim. And it just, it took a long time, almost all summer long. It's like, I don't think there's supposed to be this much commotion, noise, splashing. It's supposed to be fluid. Took us all summer, but we taught ourselves how to swim. One time, though, I got in over my head. And I was bobbing up and down, and I started to, to do what I typically do make all this noise and racket. And and I took a, a gulp of, not air, but water. And I was thinking, I'm in trouble. I'm bobbing, and there's no air. And in my mind, I, it's kind of interesting. I was telling Deanna the story. In my mind, is like, don't panic. I'm drowning. Don't panic. Turn your body to the shore. And just keep going. And I did. And I got to the point where I could touch just barely. And I put my head down again and just go and just barely touch again. And sooner or later, I finally got to the point where I could breathe. It's scary. By the end of the summer... We swam to the center of Wiley Lake. I remember we would talk about this. We would have a, just in case, a flotation device that we would push just ahead of us. <laughs> Went to the middle of the lake, turned around and came back. We had taught ourselves how to swim. Now, I don't recommend that, obviously, all right? Don't do it that way. Kids... Listen to Pastor Paul. Do not teach yourself how to swim. All right? Sometimes it's scary to go deep with Jesus. Because he's always calling you to go deeper. No matter how long you've been walking with him. 
He's always saying, deny yourself. Pick up your cross. If you love anything more than you love me, you're not worthy of me. Many times you feel like you're going to drown. We know how that feels. Maybe you're in a season like that right now. where You're like, Jesus, you're demanding too much from me. Where are you? Going deep with Christ is giving all for him. You know, when I went out to learn how to swim, I didn't have a teacher. When Jesus calls us to follow him, when these disciples heard the call, they had a teacher. And the great news is, is we have a teacher as well, don't we? Jesus said, I'll send another, the Holy Spirit, the one who come alongside you, your teacher. And we have the word. And we have each other. We can do this. We can go deep in Christ, with Christ. And so I close on this Christmas season by asking, not asking, but communicating as best I can. Will you go deep with Christ, deeper? Will you make the number one passion of your life this Christmas season, loving God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your might? Will you get oil? Get that lamp burning bright for him. And listen, don't be surprised if you get in over your head. You will. That's just the norm, following Christ. He will call you to the deep end of the pool. And when you think you're going to drown, he's going to be there right for you. He's going to help you. You don't have to teach yourself how to swim. Because he's going to teach you. You can never go too deep with him, for him. So come and see. Come and see. Get to know him in a greater way. I'm going to ask you to stand with me. We're going we're to close today. I ask that we would find a quiet place in our heart. Maybe you'd like to bow your head. Just close your eyes. There's no greater joy than to, to hear the call of Jesus and to say yes to Jesus. No greater joy. By his, his spirit, he's, he's calling you to go deep with him today. Maybe this would be the first time that you've heard his voice. Come and see. I encourage you 
to ask questions, investigate. Get a Bible, start reading. Maybe you've walked with Jesus for a long, long time. And you're bored. And your heart's grown cold. Let the Spirit change your heart this morning. Hear Him speak to you again. Go deeper in love. Sit at his feet. Love him. Spirit, lead us where our trust is without borders. Draw us closer to your heart. Thank you for today, this Christmas season. Thank you for the children and the youth. Help us be more like them through a gift of your spirit. We pray these things in Jesus' name.